Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Do you remember when we were at the bar? Yeah, yeah, recently. And we shared how much we made with each other. Yes. What did you feel about that? Uh, A sense of relief. Relief? Yeah. Producer Erica Aguilar and I shared our salaries with each other because, well, we could. But there is like a thing that it's kind of like a little bit awkward, I guess? Yeah. It's awkward. But knowing what your coworkers get paid takes some of the power away from bosses and gives it to the workers. That's exactly the case Jackie Lou was trying to make in a tweet earlier this year when she asked men to share their salaries. Why are we keeping this information secret? Who is it benefiting and who does it hurt right now? Jackie's tweet got thousands of responses. Today, what she found out. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The Bay. How did you decide to tweet this out to the world to begin with? It had been something that had been on my mind a lot. Jackie Liu is a software engineer at Square. And after she tweeted the request asking men how much they make, she wrote a post on Medium about what she found. I had generally had sort of a lot of experiences, like some personal and then also many with like friends and women, people of color, other marginalized groups who didn't receive equal treatment basically in the tech industry. You know, this is a problem that occurs everywhere, but I think particularly in the tech industry, there is sort of a lot of idealism around what these companies stand for and what they sort of represent. And so it was, I think, especially grating for me to to see sort of like the same inequity getting perpetuated there. Up until the time that you sent out the tweet earlier this year asking men to share their salaries, how involved had you been in that conversation about the pay disparity between men and women in tech? In my sort of like personal life, like with my friends and stuff, like hearing how much they get paid, talking about like my job offers and whether they seemed fair and trying to sort of like create that network of information, but on like a much more personal level, which I think is also still very valuable. A lot of people didn't just share numbers with me, right? A lot of them shared these long anecdotes about experiences that they'd had where one woman DM'd me and said that the thread had pushed her to talk to her, like, coworkers, and she and, like, a couple other women at her workplace were actually getting raises because they had sort of, like, talked about this and then discussed with their manager that they felt like it was unfair. A lot of men, so many men, had actually, like, messaged me and said, hey, there's this woman at my workplace who was just one of the most competent people I've ever ever met, like way more experienced than I am. And I found out that I was getting paid more than her. And they just felt really bad about that. And that was like a motivation for a lot of people and sharing their their pay with me in the first place. Uh, so who were the people that were reaching out? 
the vast majority of the people are in software engineering, which was not explicit, but obviously because I am and because most people who follow me are, so they're tweeting into their own audiences, right. which are also all right. software engineers. There were also some designers, PMs, people in sales, people in marketing, but much fewer. I know you mentioned in the article how much you made. Can you just tell us how much you make and where that falls in the in the line? It's about the median. I get paid $130,000 a year for my base salary. And then I had a $190,000 initial four-year stock grant, which comes out to $47,500 a year approximately, because like a quarter of it vests every year. A big part of what you're talking about is this idea of transparency and and people being open in the first place to share this information, which more or less out of the hands of the employer, like we could share this personally. I can go up to one of my coworkers and her and I could share our, our salaries like we've done in the past. But that means that you have to have people who are willing to be that transparent. I think real transparency comes from people feeling a sense of psychological safety in their workplaces. This is... 100% legal to to share how much you get paid with your coworkers by like federal law but people don't feel like they can do that. I remember talking to my mom actually after I wrote the piece and she read it. <laughs> she was like things have changed so much. I remember my bosses would always tell me that like I can't tell my coworkers how much we get paid. And that's becoming more common now. And I was like, I hope so. <laughs> that's that's so fascinating because when I read your article I thought about how our parents shared income, which they didn't. They they kept it pretty much quiet. And it was this awkward thing to talk with adults about. And yeah. I wonder, like, do you think younger generations are going to be doing that more? I I do think that that is changing. There is sort of this wave of why are we keeping this information secret? Who is it benefiting and who does it hurt right now that this information is so asymmetrically distributed? Well, are there any drawbacks to sharing compensation among coworkers? There are like logistical complications in terms of people feeling like their pay is unfair or someone else's pay is unfair. And like the, the argument that a lot of people have made is that it is sort of distracting. It is true in large part right now because existing pay scales are often not fair. And a lot of the companies that have gone for salary transparency have had to do huge overhauls to ensure that they have like very fair, unbiased systems for determining who gets paid what. And I think that is very indicative, basically, that once you switch to transparent salaries, you decide you have to revamp everything to be fair. Like, yeah. Um, well, you mentioned like who benefits. I mean, it yeah. is that power structure. Breaking down that wall seems to only be a step in the right direction as far as figuring out, is this power structure preventing certain people from getting paid what they deserve? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It is also kind of a shield against people wanting to avoid awkwardness, even from the company perspective. They have a hard time giving people feedback. If someone is getting paid less than someone else and you have strong reasons for it, then maybe it's valuable to like trust this person and like let them know how they can improve. That's like one thing that gets lost in this discussion, the the extent to which awkwardness and discomfort even from the sort of management perspective can play into this. It's funny like I was talking with Vinny 
our editor before this and we're like, is it okay to share the salaries like within within KQED? Like, do we get in trouble? Like, how does that work? And we didn't really have an answer. And it's kind of weird not to know. Yeah. But the answer is probably like you can do what you want like that. that It's not nobody's saying no. But then there is like an inherent power structure there. And so I do get that awkwardness of not wanting to do that and feeling silenced by the nature of, of the system itself. Yes. It, so it is 100% legal to share with your coworkers. It can get potentially dicey sharing it like externally because it can be considered trade secret or whatever competitive edge. You looked um, at the details, didn't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> After we get this information, let's say people share more and more, mm-hmm. and this becomes a more common thing, and, and people know what, what's valued, what else would need to happen? So one great point that a lot of people have raised and which I'm also very acutely aware of is that often like negotiating is seen as really negative for for women and underrepresented minorities because there is, I think, this implicit assumption that you should be grateful for the offer as given. And it's not that I'm ungrateful, right? But I think it's not equal treatment. Just sharing these numbers does not mean that people who have this knowledge now can sort of get equal treatment just by asking for it. Like, it doesn't work that way. But I think it can help in sort of like a broader sense of changing the expectation that people who are currently underrepresented in the tech industry will just sort of be like happy with whichever offer that they get, even if it is relatively unfair. And like having them be armed with more of that knowledge and saying no more often to offers that are just not good. They as employees create a lot of value and they deserve to get paid what they should get paid. And I think that starts with having more knowledge and they should share with people they know, they should share with people who are less privileged than they are and try to make this like a better industry. Jackie, thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Jackie Liu is a software engineer at Square. What Jackie is pointing to is bigger than just sharing salaries with your coworkers and figuring out how much you make in comparison to them. What she's pointing at is this power structure that exists that ends up hurting women and people of color more. And this is something that we know exists, and in some cases, people have very little power to make change. In the case of sharing their pay, people have more power than they think. Jackie Liu's full essay can be found on Medium or by hitting the link in our episode notes. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. Talk to you Wednesday. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!
Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.